Do you smell something burning? I mean, maybe. I sm- I, f- I feel I feel like I sm- I don't. I smell something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We'll find out. I mean, hopefully not. (laughs) Anyway, how was your Monday? It was Monday. It was Monday. It was Monday. Yeah, I'm very thankful to be off work. It was tiring to not do anything. I mean, it sounds like you had some work there to do at the end, at least. A little bit. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, the Challenger, yeah. It wasn't really that much work. I just drove it. It was a brand new car. Came from Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. They they switched all the VINs over on the car. Really? Super impressive and super clean, by the way. Kudos to you guys. Real professionals. <laughs> <laughs> the dash, everything. I was fucking impressed. Whatever chop shop they used did a good fucking job. Yeah, seriously, man. I was like, wow. They even told the cop, I was like, these guys are real fucking professionals. You see this shit? <coughs> they just didn't take the stamped vents off the rest of the body. Oh. <laughs> Oops. So the important stuff. <laughs> Small detail forgotten. It was just under the hood in plain sight. No biggie. <laughs> no biggie. Why does this vin not match this vin? It's literally like they, they remade all the all the dealer stickers and everything. They go on the windows. Remade all those with the with the new VIN. They put a new VIN sticker on the inside of the door. Everything everything was legit. Wow. The VIN just didn't do anything. So, what's the what's the key system that they use for that that giant key box? You scan the barcode on the windshield and gives you the key. I don't know. I yeah. never had anything like that. Oh. Well, this is awkward. We, the dealerships I worked at, we still had a pegboard. Oh. Yep. Okay. Half the time the keys would, you know, stay locked into the pegboard because you had to push them in and turn them a certain way and it would unlock the pegboard. Oh. And, uh, yeah, you would have to sit there and keep spinning the key and spinning the key to try and get it to unlock sometimes. So, yeah, we were. That sounds exciting. Oh, it was fun. You know, you have customers sitting there waiting out there in the heat and you're sitting there fighting trying to get the key off. And Yeah. It's a great time. Well... We're going to dive right into it, because I came home and I talked to you a little bit about some of the stuff um, that's kind of been going on. Uh, we're not going to mention names. We're not going to get personal like that, but we can talk about this generally, because I'm pretty sure a lot of fucking people could benefit from this conversation. I want to say how once you start clearing your desktop, so to speak, you start to realize... You know, you can you can then then you can pinpoint the problems, and you realize what else has to be taken from it. Does that make sense? I think I get what you're getting at. It's you, once you start cleaning your desktop, your brain, you start yeah. cleaning your mind, and you start getting rid of the step away from that situation for a little bit, and you can actually well situations, you know, in general. Yeah, you start you start pinpointing what people or things or situations that could be dragging you down because of their poor choices or or that poor scenario and you know the more and more that I focus on the things that I need to be doing for me to keep myself healthy and not fucking depressed you know I find myself being able to pinpoint what I don't want to be around 
like very very clearly too this isn't like a this isn't like a small thought it's it's a it's like a, a valid feeling like when you're in a position that you don't feel right in yeah you know what i mean yeah i see what you're saying it's a fucking just this weight that you feel when you're in a certain place with a specific person or at a place you don't need to be yeah you start feeling like that that heavy weight on your chest and you're like i don't like this situation yeah, this this situation sucks and I don't feel like I need to be a part of this. And, yeah. It's fucking... It's pretty fucking crazy, man. And for anybody that, you know, does try to, to make things right and does try to to right these situations, these people, like somebody you give a shit about, it makes it 30 times worse when you finally realize that nothing you've done or can do is going to work. And now you feel even more like shit. Because you've been trying to yeah. fix things and the other people don't care. Yeah, and and when you finally come to f- when you finally come to terms with that weight or that toxic feeling that you feel, it fucking sucks, man. It fucking really does because like I've felt it with people that you know too that that I've loved like closest people in my life in my circle the the closest people that I would trust my life with when I finally read into my own intuition, into my own feeling, and I realized I feel like this because they're here. Yeah, I've definitely uh definitely could say that I, I, I see what you're saying and I've had that situation with certain people. Um and it is one of those where it does kind of suck when you start to realize it, but and then, you know, when you remove them from your life, obviously it's going to suck because, like you said, a lot of those people, you, you end up loving them. You know, you, you want them in your life. And, and that's what but makes it hard. At the same time, you don't want to surround yourself with people that are going to hold you back. Um, or, I mean, even not even in that aspect, but people that they just they don't make you feel right. And so it ends up getting to that point where it is. You know, you're just having to make that decision to better yourself and put yourself into a better position. And it, well, it, it's hard at first, but it definitely does get e- easier with time. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely like you just you just nailed it, though, is. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just learning that there are certain. Like. Like, I just don't want to be a part of the bad choices that somebody wants to make. And I, I'm not I'm not talking about like. Like like drugs or breaking the law or anything, just like overall bad choices. I'm like I don't feel like my input is going to benefit you anymore because you choose to not acknowledge it, and I don't want to be a part of it. I just don't. Yeah, I'm trying to do so much better for myself and for my situation. And I mean, we've even had this conversation even recently, and you've been like, hey. Um, maybe think about the choices you're making and I'm like uh just give me a couple couple days let me let me be stupid for a few days and then let me stew on this for a minute and then we'll we'll get back at we'll get back at going where we need to go but see I can I can appreciate that form of input because even that even that just says like that's that's you acknowledging what you're doing and this is you acknowledging that this needs the process but hey just give me a fucking minute yeah and that's fucking great. It's so much better than being blown off. And sometimes for those people that, you know, do kind of be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've realized a lot of times if you just, all right, cool, separate yourself. Yep. And, hey, three years down the road, a year down the road, six months down the road, five years down the road, whatever. A lot of times those people reach back out to you and be like, hey, man. What happened? What happened? Well, I, I didn't like the situation we were in. Yeah, I realized that after you left, and I appreciate it. I've, you know, I, I fixed myself. Like, right, I'm right. better now. Like, I'm not making them same stupid decisions. And I've realized that, obviously, not every single time, not every single person, but I've realized that with quite a few people, I mean, even some people that I went to high school with, you know, people that, I don't know if I'd use the term bullied, but, you know, they they made middle school and high school a lot less enjoyable to go to. Mm-hmm. They've reached out to me, you know, within the last few years, and they're like, hey, like, how you been? I'm like, what do you care? Yeah. Like, what the fuck's the matter to you, dude? And they're like, well, I've done a lot of thinking, and I was a fucking asshole. And like, you're a pretty cool guy. And I'm like, cool? I don't, like, yeah. but it just shows that those people that sometimes they will take that step back and look at themselves and be like, oh, maybe I could be doing this a little different. Though that that kind of stuff like truly stands out to me, it does because it takes, for one, it takes a lot of balls to put yourself out there like that, and um, it takes a lot of heart because not only are you putting yourself out there open to that conversation, but now you're acknowledging the fact that you're willing to say, "Hey, I do give a shit." Yeah, and that that can lead you to humiliation all in itself in and of itself. So that's fucking that's cool. It doesn't necessarily mean you got to be best friends. No, but it's... But you can have that talk. And I've even done it myself, you know, because... Like, when when me and you were hanging out a lot, I was just... I was pissed off at the world for everything. I mean, it just... It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, anything didn't go how I wanted it to. I was just... I was pissed off. And... I've definitely reached out to people from our friend group back then and been like, hey, look, I'm, I'm sorry I was the fucking way I was. Like, mm. I was a fucking... I was a piece of shit to be around. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why you guys hung out with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's it's uh, really something to look back on, you know? Um, especially because at, at the times... Like, I can speak of my own time frame, too, where I was fucking just reckless... You know, for no good reason and to nobody good. And uh, you can <clears throat> pinpoint the time and all the things, but never really so much as a as a why or a, an understanding. Not not a full grip. I know you said you were just like pissed off at the world, and yeah, I get that. But well, I know what my why was, and it was me getting kicked out of the military. I mean, yeah, that'll fuck with you. When I when I joined, I was planning on thirty years. You know, most people when they go in. They say they want to do 20 to be able to retire, but they end up really only doing four because they realize what the military truly is. Right. But for me, even at that point of being kicked out, I still had that mindset of I was going to do 30 years. I went in there. I wanted to do 30 years. I felt like it was, I almost felt like it was my obligation to the country mm-hmm. for me to go and do 30 years. And so for me to get separated at, you know, 24 months, it, it really irritated me. It's a um, kick to the balls. Especially because how fast I made um, NCO, you know, non-commissioned officer. 
and then to have that stripped away and get kicked out i was i was just salty Mm -hmm. i mean it was i had a lot of anger because it was i mean some of it was my doing but most of it was just other people being shitty people that caused it and so yeah i was just pissed off at the world pissed off at everybody see well that's that's a whole world apart that's that's a i i can i can see why you would be mad man i you have those kinds of plans and those kind of asp- you know those those goals and everything and then just just be told no from none of your own doing well not, i'm not going to say none of my own doing but some of it <laughs> yeah it was about 50-50 i mean for the stuff that was my own doing i don't think i would have been kicked out for i probably still would have lost rank but i don't think i would have been kicked out for hmm. but i mean at 20 years old who's not going to make a fuck up in the military right and that's the thing is that's a lot to, to put on the weight of a 20-something-year-old. Yeah. To put on the shoulders. A lot of weight to put on the shoulders. That's right. That's what I meant. Well, I mean, even then, it wasn't even... I wouldn't even call it 20-something. Literally, I was 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went in a month and a half after I graduated high school. I was in boot camp. Jesus. And... So, I mean, I still hadn't even turned 21 yet when I was separated. So... Yeah, I tried to, to to join the military, but just a lot of a lot of information I didn't have. Like I was fat <laughs> and not doing well in school. Yeah, There's a lot of stuff that people didn't tell me. Yeah, they make it sound like it's really easy to get into the military, and it's especially when I joined, it was it was actually very <clears throat> difficult because. I knew uh, I did four years of ROTC in high school. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to go into the army. It just it doesn't translate well enough into the civilian side. I didn't want to go army. I actually truly wanted to go Marines, hmm. and I went into the Marines, and they basically told me that it was going to be impossible for me to get the job that I wanted because I wanted to be a scout sniper. Ooh. And they were like, yeah, no, pretty much nobody makes it to sniper school. And I was like, well, you don't know how well I can shoot or anything else for that matter. I was like, but that's cool. (laughs) You guys can keep your thoughts to yourself. I'm going to walk next door. (laughs) So I walked out of their office, walked into the Navy office and was like, hey, I want to join the Navy. And they're like, "Okay, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, well, what do you mean? You have no idea. I was like, I didn't even give the Navy a thought. Uh, for the last four years, I've said I was going to the Marines. I've done a lot of research on going into the Marines, and I didn't even think about going into the Navy. And now we're here, and I don't know shit. So they're like, well, uh, we start the process. I was like, cool. So I need to go take the ASVAB. And they're like, well, you can't just go take the ASVAB. I was like, why not? They're like, well, it's like six hours. And if you fail it, that's a waste of six hours, not only of your time, but of our time. It's like, okay, so what's the next step? They're like, well, we got a practice test you can take right here on our laptop. And uh, basically, it's a miniature ASVAB. takes about 45 minutes. I was like, all right, cool. Sat down, finished it in 20 minutes, and I was like, I was d- I'm done. And they're like, really? Like, I mean, I got to the end. It said you're done. <laughs> Isn't that what that means? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, what score did you get? And I was like, it said, I think, 76 or 78. And they're like, oh. 
so when do you want to go take the ASVAB? I was like, so it's passing? And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, usually you score about 10 points lower on this test than you will on the actual. And I went in there and I scored an 86 on the actual the next day. And I looked at him and I was like, so what are we going to do about the fact that you guys just wasted 20 minutes of my time? Right. What, is there a compensation for that one? Because you didn't want me to waste six hours of your time. <laughs> and so when the uh, recruiter picked me up from where you take the test, he looked at me and he looked at the test results. He's like, so what job do you want in the Navy? I was like, like I said, I have no idea. I was like, what do I qualify for? He's like, everything. All of it? Besides nuke. And I was like, I want to be a nuke. Mm. He's like, I just said you don't qualify for that one. I was like, I'm pretty sure you can figure something out. Mm. I got enough. And uh, he called me a few days later, and he was like, hey, I found a way that you can become a nuke. He's like, you got to take one more test. It's a uh, physics test. And you can only take it once in your lifetime. Sweet. And uh, I can make it count then. You got to pass it. I was like, cool. When can I take it? Can I come down and take it today? He's like, "Uh, that one doesn't really work like that because it's an actual written test. And so we got to find somebody to watch you take it. I was like, cool. So when can I take it? He's like, well, first, have you ever had a physics class? I was like, not a day in my life. He's like, so do you want to like at least try and do like some online studying or something for the test? I was like, no, it's math. I'll be fine. Holy shit. He's like, I reiterate, you could only take this test once. <laughs> and I found out later, you could take it again, but you have to actually pass a college math class to be able to take it again. Oh, I see. So, I talked him into letting me take it that following, uh, I think it was Thursday? Thursday or Friday? I took the test. And, uh, so I go down and I take the test. And I hand the test into the guy that was proctoring the test. And I was like, here you go. And he's like, you didn't ask for a calculator once. And I was like, I thought you said we can't use a calculator. He's like, this is physics. You have to have a calculator. He's like, I said I don't have enough for all of you to use one calculator. So you have to share, which means you'd have to ask for one. And I was like, oh. Is that what that means? I misheard you. Son of a bitch. He's like, you're also the first one done. And I was like, okay, cool. Do you want to go over it with calculator? I was like, no. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, it's right. <laughs> He's like, are you sure? I was like, if I go over it with calculator, I'm going to change answers and I'm going to second guess myself and I'm going to fail. So we're going to leave it how it is. And uh, he was like, all right, well, my grader just called me and they had a family emergency, so they're not going to be in. Great. Um, and I was like, cool. So when do I get the results? Like, you can't just grade it. He's like, no, it's conflict of interest. I'm not allowed to grade it. And I was like, oh, cool. So Friday goes by. They still couldn't find somebody to come in and grade it. And then I get a call from my recruiter while I'm in class. And so I silence the call and I send him a text. I'm like, hey, I'm in class. What's up? He's like, I've got your new contract on my desk. We need to come sign it. And I was like, I didn't think I passed that test because I didn't understand anything they were asking. He's like, well, I think you needed like, I think it was like, 22 points or something to pass and I got 30 oh and he's like yeah you actually kind of like blew it out of the water he's like you did better than most people that go and take physics tech like classes out of how many I don't know it's like I don't know I just passed I know that they said that I 
had like an 80 or 90 percent on it jesus dude and he was like yeah it's actually kind of impressive i was like oh cool you're gonna have to dive deeper into the story you know that right oh why because now now i gotta know why the, the dots don't connect which dots the ones that mean you're sitting here instead of there oh well i mean i failed out of the nuclear school because it turns out since they have you take physics tests to get into the nuclear program. Probably supposed to have a degree? No, they... Because most of us are fresh out of high school. Right. But high school offers physics usually. You know, most high schools offer physics. Mm-hmm. So they expect for most people to have taken at least a basic physics class. Right. So they expect you to know what physics terms are. Like vectors and other crap like that. I used to know that one. <laughs> I've literally never had a physics class. Yeah. I went algebra, pre-calculus, and college calculus. Those are the only three classes I took in high school. Yep. So I was like, I don't know what any of this means. So when it got down to them teaching you the nuclear physics part, Mm -hmm. they assume you know basic physics. Oh, no. So I'm standing there staring at this teacher. And I walk up to him after class and I'm like, hey, um, I have no clue what you just said for the last three hours. Well. And he's like, yep, this is going to be real hard for you. He's like, however, from what I've seen from you, if you can make it through this part, the third part of the school can be cake for you. Hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, that's literally just going out and actually applying everything. And uh, he's like, you'll be good at that part. But this book part's going to be hard for you. This book part. (laughs) And I was like, cool. And I remember vividly, like, so I made it through the first school. Uh, Started struggling towards the end of it, but I made it through. Uh, Passed passed about 10% higher than what the minimum was to pass. So I was about middle of my class. I was like, all right, cool. I didn't fail. I'm good. And then uh, I made about a little over halfway through the second school, which the second one is the hardest of the three. Mm -hmm. And when it came down to that point of, so the first part of the, the first half had math in it. So I was blowing that all out of the water. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what kept my grade high enough to float me through that first half. <laughs> Just kind of bullshit in your way? No, math I can do. I'm but, fucking good at math. Where, yeah, but... Where I was losing points on the math is because most of my math I could do mentally. Like, even in my calculus class in high school. And don't they I want was, you to show your work? You have to show everybody your work because they want to... <coughs> the, the reason that they're giving you math classes, because all it is is algebra. At right. that, They're only doing algebra, which I had already done calculus, so algebra was nothing. Right. And... They want you to show your work so that you show you know how to follow processes. Because when you're out there working on a nuclear reactor, you're working on a nuclear reactor. They want to know that you're going to be able to follow the process to put shit together properly. No. So, so no. you don't have a true noble. No. And that's, I was, that's fine. I was like, ah. And so that's where I would lose points on the math. But besides that, I mean, I blew the math out of the water. Uh, but I remember vividly my after the math class ended because he did like three classes at a time so it was math and 
some other stuff. I don't remember what the other two were. But they all had some form of math in them. And then they dropped all that and it went all to physics, which physics doesn't actually have a whole lot of math when it comes to like the nuclear side because it's all theories and like just explaining how stuff works. Right, right. And so there's not really math behind that because they don't truly know. It's a theory that's been developed as a law because it's worked enough times. Because you can't see that small. Well, that's terrifying. So they don't know what's actually happening. We just kind of assume that that's what's happening. Sweet. Which is also did not compute with me because I'm a very analytical person. So you telling me this is what we think happens and it's happened enough times to where we say, yes, this is what happens. The numbers look promising. And uh, <laughs> so my entire class almost, it was like almost my entire class failed one of the tests. And my chief walks in. And he just slams the binder on the podium. Mm. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, what do you mean, chief? He's like, none of you did good. He's like, actually, you did good. And pointed at one of the guys that usually stands in the back. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I didn't think he was that smart. <laughs> This is really bullshit. <laughs> and uh, so I looked at him and I was like, words are hard, chief. And he just shook his head. He looked at me and he's like, what did you say? And I was like, chief, words are hard. Give us numbers back. Dick. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's going to be rough for you. And I was like, yep, yeah, it's real rough. I am not enjoying this. But that's when I found out my memory is fucking fantastic. Kind of. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, no, it was... Uh, so, like, one of the things... there We had to... Part of the school was we had to, like, memorize schematics of, you know, where all your plumbing and everything ran and where all your valves were and what valves went to what and were fed from where. And one of the schematics that we had to learn in school, which they said was a dumbed-down schematic to make it simpler mm -hmm. of what's actually on the ship was 64 valves. And we had to be able to draw it and label it. Can you... Um, let's see a motor. Basically, just, you know, a bunch of lines. But basically, look, looks like a wiring diagram. Valves. But Air valves? Uh, water valves. Ball valves. Same shit. One-way check valves. Ball valve. No, okay. I need the specifics. Yeah. <laughs> so... Wow, my English just left. But I mean, some of them are like the size of your ring lights over there. Yeah. Some of them are bigger than your living room. Great. Um, but so, 64 valves. You had to know the placements of every valve in the right order, what type of valve it was, and you had to be able to label the entire schematic of where the water was going to, where the water came from, what type of water it was, if it was fresh water or radioactive water. Radioactive water? Yeah, after it runs through a nuclear reactor, it's kind of holding some radiation. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, yeah, water is actually one of the best uh, shielding for radiation. Sweet. But, uh... That's exciting. So... <clears throat> I was able to draw that entire thing within, like, a minute. I could draw, draw the whole thing up. Jesus. And then they would look at, you, look at me and be like, all right, well, we said draw and label. And I said, yeah, that's where I fall off. The labeling? Yeah. Why? Because I could literally see the picture in my head. 
like I can see it. And so I just, just drawing Hmm. and I was like, but I can't see the words. I can see the picture. Even when I was studying with like classmates, we'd be studying and they would, uh, one of them, she was real big on using flashcards. Hmm. And so she'd pull up the flashcard and she'd ask me the question. I was like, I don't remember the answer, but it's driving me nuts. She's like, why? And I was like, cause I can see it on the page. She's like, what do you mean? See it on the page? I was like, it's on the fourth page, third paragraph down on the left side, third line down is the answer. And she's like, no, it's not. She flip. Look, she's like, how the fuck did you do that? Fuck. There it is. Son of a bitch. And I was like, I don't know, but I can see the answer, but I can't say it. (laughs) That's fucked up. So my memory is fucking sweet, but an asshole at the same time. (laughs) You have kind of photo, photo memory. Photographic. Thank you. That's what they said. Uh, apparently, well, my words aren't working today either. <laughs> words are hard. Yeah, I guess. See, now you see where that saying comes from that I've always said. Well, it's not usually a fucking problem. I don't know what's going on today. I have always said it ever since then. Great. But yeah. Uh, so then after I failed out of that, they re-rated me, um, which in the Navy rate is just your job. It's like uh, you're probably more f- familiar with the term MOS because that's what is more heard of. Um, but it's the Navy's term for your job. Hmm. And so they re-rated me to a fire controlman, which at the time I was like, cool, I'm just going to go be a firefighter. This is going to be easy. Not what it meant. N- no. Turns out you create the fire. Oh, okay. But not the type of fire you're thinking of. On a ship? Right. Yep. Big booms. On a, on a ship. The big booms. So think of like when you see Tomahawk missiles going off. Right. That's fire controlman. Um, and they're the person that maintain and operate all the weapon systems on the ship. And you didn't want to do that? Oh, I loved doing that. that but that's when I got kicked out was in that school. Piece of shit. Yeah, I was, <laughs> it was actually great because when I was going through that school, I was blowing it all out of the water because I had been going through that nuclear school that made you want to kill yourself. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I was going through that school and... All of the instructors and everything would look at me and be like, how are you doing so well in the school? Most people are usually struggling right here, and it shows you haven't logged any study time. And I was like, oh, because everything you're showing us here, the electrical part, I already got showed that at the nuclear school, but it was way harder at the nuclear school. (laughs) They were way more in-depth with the electrical stuff. This here is like, take probe, push probe, and probe. If it makes color, good. Ah, dude. (laughs) I was like, this is so much easier. And they're like, oh. <laughs> so you actually get to spend time on a ship? Mm, no. Oh, okay. So I was in the first school for a year. And I was in the second school for about eight months. Hmm. Um, and then the, the other time to add up to the two years was spent in holding, waiting to go into other schools. Hmm, let's see. So, yeah, never made it to a ship. Spent the whole time in training bases, which was also part of the issue. Like, everybody I've talked to, and even when I was going through my uh, my investigation and everything, because they do a full-blown investigation um, anytime you break the rules. And uh, when I was going through my investigation, I had 
one of my chiefs that, well, he wasn't even my chief at that point anymore. He was just standing in for my actual chief when I first arrived to base mm-hmm. because my chief, who I'd never met at that time, had shoulder surgery. Hmm. So at the very, when I first got to base, I never, I didn't meet my chief for like two months. And uh, so the chief that I did meet up with, he wa- he saw me on the base store and he looked at me. He's like, is the rumors I'm hearing true? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, like what they're saying you guys did? And I'm like, no. He's like, I didn't think so because that doesn't sound like you. He's <laughs> like, I know you very well. That That's not you. And I was like, well, there ain't nothing I can do about it because... I mean, at the end of the day, when you're at that level, it's it's not like an actual like court case type of thing. It's They're going to find as much on you as they can, and they're going to try and hit you with as much as they can. And then you have to appeal it afterwards if you want to. So. But all everybody was like, you know, if you were actually on a ship at this point in time, and the same thing happened, they're like, this wouldn't be happening. Like it, it would not get as high as it is right now. It's because the fact that you're in a training command and they're a lot more strict, especially because I was back in Great Lakes, which that base was literally a five minute walk from boot camp. So they were just so close to boot camp that they were extremely strict on everything. I see. So, you don't want to get into what happened. Well, they tried saying the biggest thing is is they said it was a uh, equal opportunity and suspected racism. Oh, what the fuck? So, that was the biggest thing. And having a Confederate flag tattoo, they kept trying to use that against me. Sure. So, yeah, made it fun. Hmm. That that was the biggest thing. And then, you know, there was the underage drinking, because they found that out. Because that's that's actually what started the whole thing. Yeah, that's probably kind of an issue. Um, yeah. But that would have been more of a slap on the wrist... I would have done a little bit of restriction time, which is kind of the Navy's Navy's version of, like, an easy jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you spend 45 days in there. You lose half month's pay, usually for two months. So. Well, goddamn. Yeah. That's, so, it's a lot for two years. Well, that's the standard for, like, underage drinking. Well, I mean, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Hmm. This is the first time hearing about this. No, you've probably heard about it other times. Probably. Oopsie. Whoops. Whoops. Well, that's super fucking interesting. I suppose after all that, I'd probably be a little fucking pissed off too. Yeah. But, I mean, that's where I've gained a lot of the perspectives on like that I have on life. Mm-hmm. So, back to, like, the nuke school. The nuke school has the highest failure rate. Out of any school in the military besides the SEALs. So that's including all your special forces. The SEALs are the only thing that more people fail out of than the nuclear school. Hmm. It has the highest suicide rate out of any job in the military. Jesus. You're doing, I think when I looked it up, it's like eight years worth of civilian schooling in a year and a half. Oof. And so people that are still in training just can't handle it oh yeah people off themselves all the time jesus it was actually it's such a bad thing at that base that um we had somebody 
it was like an hour into class and the person still hadn't shown up. And I was like, hey, chief, their their room's like right next to mine. I can go check on him. He's like, nope. Nope. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm uh, not allowed. <laughs> and Absolutely not. So I went to one of my other chiefs later that day. I was like, why couldn't I go check on him? They're like, because uh, of the possibility that you open that door and he's hanging. Hmm. I was like, oh. Well, good they're, call. They're like, yeah, you got enough going on. Not just you in general, just like everybody in the school has enough going on. We don't need you to see that. Yeah, seriously. And I was like, oh, okay. So it, it's it's such a high suicide rate there that they don't even really want you to check on your own people. Jesus. <laughs> like, they tell you, obviously, you know, hang out with your friends, stuff like that. But so at the point in time where I was starting to, in the first school, when I started going downhill... I had 40 hours we were in the schoolhouse per week. And everything I was working with was all confidential stuff. Mm -hmm. Like red stamp, top of the page, bottom of the page, front and back. Confidential. None of the stuff was allowed to leave the schoolhouse. And uh, so any of my studying had to be done inside of the schoolhouse. Because I couldn't take any of it back to my room. Well, depending on your grades, they would give you mandatory study hours. If you had over a certain percentage, your mandatory hours would be zero. You studied at your own will. Fuck. If you're doing very bad, they can give you up to 50 hours mandatory study per week. I was on 40s. So I had 40 hours of mandatory study Mm -hmm. on top of 40 hours of class. So that was 80 hours a week in the schoolhouse. Where where was your base? Uh, Goose Creek, South Carolina. Jesus. And so I looked at my chief one day, and it was like a Thursday. And I was like, chief, I'm burnt out. Like, I don't know how I can do this anymore. And he looked at me. He's like, well, what are you doing outside of school? I was like, what time do I have outside of school? I was like, you got me on 40s. I was like, so I'm doing 40-40. And... I don't see where I I don't even eat some nights. (laughs) And he's like, well, that's why you're burning out. I was like, well, you're going to reduce my study hours. He's like, no, your your grades suck. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, well, then how do you expect me to do anything? And he's like, you got to make the time. Okay. I think we're fine. I think I did that. And, uh, he's he's like, well, you got to make the time. And I was like, okay, I get that. Like, you know, squeeze some time in somewhere. Right. He's like, you know what? I'll make the time for you. Mm, I don't like that. And so Friday he walks in. And he looks at everybody. He's like, you know, I realize we haven't done something in a while. He's like, we're about halfway through this school, through this class. And, uh. We haven't really done anything for team building. He's like, how about a mandatory fun day? I was like, what do you mean by mandatory fun? He's like, exactly what it sounds like. We just take a day. You're not allowed to come to the schoolhouse. We go out as a class and go do something fun. This doesn't sound like the military. And I was like, well, you got to remember, super high suicide rate. 
So they have certain things put in place to try and keep you from offing yourself. Still strikes me as odd that they would say the word fun. Oh, and actually mean it. <laughs> so best part, my chief is like, all right, figure something out. I got work I got to do. So he walks out. And we're all looking at each other. And we didn't believe what he had just said. Right. So like an hour went by and we're all just staring at each other. And we just start studying again because we're like, God, dude, this is weird. Yeah, this is not going to be good. Let's not do this. And so he walks back in. And he's like, all right, so what are we doing? We're like, what do you mean? And he's like, exactly what I said. What are we going to go do? Like. We're going to go do something fun. <laughs> and we're like, oh, you're serious? He's like, yeah. Like, in the past, we've done, like, uh, I don't remember most of the, you know, situations that he offered. But he was like, you know, we've also done, like, paintball and stuff. And we're like, paintball sounds fun. He's like, so you guys want to go paintball? And we're like, sure. Fuck it. Let's go paintball. Yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to call my wife. He calls his wife. And he's like, hey, babe, can I go paintballing with my friends? We all looked at him and simultaneously we're like, we're your friend. And he, he's like, oh, sorry, my students. <laughs> and so we ended up, we went paintballing and one of the other, like one of our other classes that we did a lot of like our lab work stuff with. Right. Um, they went also. And so we ended up one time doing a, we talked to the paintball place into letting just the two of our classes be on the field mm-hmm. and we did a class first class like legit like war style type of thing oh god and it was pretty fucking badass shot my chief in the face with paintball <laughs> it's great shot my chief in the face it was a good day <laughs> it's a great day off god wow but yeah he told me he's like you know there's certain people that will tell you they hate the military and those people that tell you they hate, they hate the military, if you look at them, they sit on the ship and then they do their job on the ship because you're out in the middle of the ocean and can't fucking do nothing else. And then when they get to port, when you're supposed to go out and enjoy yourself, they go straight to the bar, get drunk as shit, and get drugged back onto the ship. He's like, does that sound fun? I was like, I mean, not really. <laughs> it was like, maybe the first night, but... Uh, if you're in port for two weeks, that doesn't sound fun to do every night. Right, no. And he's like, have you gone to the MWR? And I was like, what's that? And he's like, well, that's an issue. <laughs> Apparently, MWR st- stands for, like, morale, welfare, and uh, something or another. So counseling. No. It's, uh, <laughs> it's actually where, so, like, when people donate stuff for, like, the military to go do, like, um... You, you can go they else it's basically like a trip advisor oh i see i see you go in there and they got discounted discounted like guides and stuff like that and so i went in there i was like hey what do you guys have i'm like well we got kayaks right now to rent out and i was like really I'm like well actually canoes but yeah and i was like how much like it's usually 20 bucks a day but uh, if you run it today and say you're going to return it on Sunday, we're closed on Sunday, so you get Sunday for free, and then you bring it back to us Monday. And I was like, so 40 bucks, I can have it all weekend? And they're like, yeah. I was like, cool. Damn. And so I started doing that a lot more, and he, that was what he said. Like, he would go, because you have MWRs on the ships, too. And so when they're getting close to going into port, he would go into the MWR and be like, hey, what's there to do with this port? And they're like, oh, we got, like, this fucking 
camel trip you can go and do. You hop on this fucking camel. They take you out like 20 miles into the fucking desert. <laughs> they leave you. Oh. And he was like, no. He said that, it, like, you get out there and then it's just this big ass fucking desert party. Like, a lot of, like, the locals are out there and you're just, like, riding a fucking camel in. I'm like, that sounds badass. That sounds great. I was like, and so that's where I started really getting into the MWR. But it also changes your outlook on things. Like, that's why I have kind of the outlook that I do is because life's what you're going to make it. If you want to go and do the same thing every single day, you're going to have a shitty life and you're going to hate your life. Yep, that's for goddamn sure. But if you go out there and you try and find that shit to where, like, the shit that you're watching people do online and you're like, wow, that looks fucking cool. I wish I could do something like that. Yeah, don't wish. Just do it. There's a fucking way to figure out something to do it. Right. There is. 100%. I mean, even as civilians. There's Groupon. Find four buddies that want to go do some fucking cool shit. Like, it's you, you, can, you can do shit like that. And it's, not a, it's actually not as expensive as what people think. Flying out of... The United States, way cheaper than flying in the United States. <laughs> it, it is. It's ridiculous. You just have to get a passport. Well, that's good. I think uh, I think that's a good place to end this one. With that that nice little chunk. No matter what you think, you can you can make you can make your way into stuff that you want to be doing if you try hard enough. There's ways. There's resources. Yeah, find some buddies, do pretty, some shit. That's pretty solid. I like that. I'm a big, uh, a big, a big example of that one too. There's ways to do what you want to do. I think all of us are. I mean, even like even if you put like the race truck into it, I would have never had the money to just pay for that all up front. Right. But you but find ways. You find ways to do what you want to do. Yeah. All you have to do is use that correctly. Yep. Pretty for, fucking you, solid, dude. Use it for good, not evil. Oh, listen, buddy. I didn't know we were going to get technical. <laughs> I mean, you do what you want, but... Take my words as you will, but you should use them good for good. Well, that's good. Good little end twist. Thank you. Yep. For that. And now we, we've got to learn a little bit more about you. I've probably heard it, like you said in the past, but whatever. I was into it this time. Yeah, I mean... It's a good story. Usually we're in a big group of people, and so yeah, and I, I do have a very quiet voice, so a lot of what I say usually doesn't get heard. That's good, and I'm deaf too, so yeah. it's <laughs> not a good combo. No, but do you have anything else you want to close out with? Uh, no, I don't think so. Until next Monday, boys and girls. He's been really good about reminding me about Mondays, which is super weird because every Monday is every Monday. Yeah, it's, you know, that, that's that horrible day. And he's here. Which is fine. I'm into it. Sometimes sleeping. It's fine. Yeah. Come home and there's a guy sleeping on my couch. <laughs> I'm like, well, all right. Guess I'll wake him up. So, good shit. Uh, don't forget to check out the merch store on Etsy. It's me versus me merch, all one word. And if you can't find it, Take a look on any of the social pages for Me vs. Me podcast, and the link will be attached uh, anywhere you look, whether it's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. If you look, you will find it. Um, and if not, then shoot me a message. Ask a question. There's comment sections on every one of those platforms, too. 
So, do your thing. I'll help you find your way. Ooh, that was deep. Ooh. I did not mean for that to be that deep. Yeah, you did. But appreciate you listening. And until the next one, we got a busy week and a lot of new guests coming your way. So stay tuned. Love you. We out.